Hello, church. This is Shannon. I'm the recovery pastor. And, you know, God's really putting something on my heart as I'm um, beginning to jump into spring and I want to be more active outside. But at the same time, I want to be feeding my brain and and nurturing my soul. Uh, God's really pressed on me to share my little mini devotionals that I'm receiving uh, as, as I'm sitting with the Holy Spirit because I know that there are others out there, you know, we're, we're more alike than we are different. So I know there are others out there that are on the same curiosity level as I am when it comes to spiritual growth and things like that. So I want to share um, a few messages and these messages are going to be titled walking with the word and they're going to be sporadic as God is pressing on my heart. But if you see in a title walking with the word, then you'll know that's, that's part of the series that this, this is in. So today's scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15, 20 through 22. So let's first read 1 Corinthians 20, uh, 15, 20 through 22. And this is the NIV version. It says, But Christ has indeed been risen from the dead, the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, resurrection of the dead comes through a man. For as Adam, for in Adam all died, so in Christ all will be alive. Let's pray real quick. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, I just ask that you, you expand our thoughts. Please remove any confusion that the world tries to throw at us as we dive into Scripture today. We ask all things the precious and risen Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so, you know, in 1 Corinthians, chapter 15 has a lot to unpack. We could probably walk, I don't know, hours and hours and hours around a track at a park and just talk about 1 Corinthians 15. But Paul is writing a corrective letter. He's writing to correct the beliefs and issues that are invading the church, maybe, is the best way to put it. You know, if we go back to verse 12, so 1 Corinthians 15, 12, Paul is actually talking about his final topic in this letter. And this letter has to do with the resurrection. There are some people in the church during that time that denied the resurrection. They thought it was ridiculous to be raised from the dead. You know, and this could also be looked at maybe a a first doctrine, if you will, of those who were false teachers. Those who would twist scripture or add confusion or um, add the way the world sees things and apply it to scripture, which we see all the time in today's society. But because... Paul is addressing the resurrection in this letter, we're actually given more details here about the resurrection than anywhere else in the New Testament. And the people of the Corinthian church needed such correction. You know, we benefit. We get these massive amounts of details that could have been lost over time. So one thing to think about, and I always like to bring a historical point of view because I need to know 
what was going on during that time. Was there war? Was there a specific king? What was the belief of the people? Because I want to know why they received things as they did. So here we need to note that the Greeks believed that death was a final release from our evil flesh. They just thought flesh was just horrible. It was straight from the devil. It was pure evil. So death was a way of our souls being released from the evil. So they thought resurrection was just absolutely crazy. It was ludicrous. It was absurd. Who would want to go back into evil flesh? So many were very opposed to the resurrection or the um, acknowledging of the resurrection. Because, like I said, it, it meant going against what had been handed down for generations after generations after generations. And let me just stop right there. I think we can all agree that there are, there are certain groups that will take one scripture and throw it out. And that whole scripture is the gospel. But they don't want to talk about any other scripture. This is kind of the same mentality of the people back when Paul was writing this letter. You know, what they had been handed down for generation, generation, generation was now being challenged. They were being pushed out of their spiritual boxes. God was trying to grow them. Maybe um, another way to think about it is he was trying to spiritually prune the dead areas that was not producing fruit. So, you know, we can even look at Paul when he's in uh, talking in 2 Timothy 2. He is writing to Timothy about the, the subject of people distorting the details of the resurrection. But today the word is telling us that there are still people who dodge and swerve away from the truth because the enemy wants to bring confusion to us. If there is no resurrection, there is no good news. Remember that gospel means good news. So if there's no gospel to share, then there's no good news. If there's no resurrection, there's no hope of redemption. There's no escape of this sinful flesh. And that's where the enemy wants to hold us, trap us, to make us believe that there's no hope. That, that we would just give in, give up. But in verse 20... I really love this scripture. Paul declares that Jesus was resurrected and he called him the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. Okay. First fruit. If anybody has ever farmed, you know that first fruit that comes in is exciting because we're looking forward to what's coming later. There's going to be more fruit. So first fruit here is referring to the first that came, meaning there's more coming later. The continuation is coming. It's going to occur at a later time. But first fruit also plays into the order of God's word. You know, Jesus was crucified during Passover because he was the fulfillment of the Passover lamb. Now, in doing a little research, realized that Passover took place on the 14th day of the first Hebrew month. Okay, so first, I love numbers. I love biblical numbers. So 14 is double completion. And first, again, we're talking about the first Hebrew month, and we're talking about the first fruit. We're talking about the first son of God, the only son of God. We're talking about the first. I love that. So 
Passover occurred on the 14th day of the first Hebrew month. So that meant on the 16th day of the month, Jesus rose from the dead. Now, on the 16th day, they were celebrating the Feast of First Fruits. I love how God works this together. How he pulls everything together and connects all the dots for us. His death on the cross was the fulfillment of Passover and his resurrection was the fulfillment of first fruits. You see, when the seed of sin was planted in the garden with Adam and Eve, it was smothered by the cross when Christ was crucified. I hope you absolutely have enjoyed this little walk with me as we walk with the word. I hope you get outside and you enjoy the day. I will do my best not to record these um, in the middle of my walks because I will probably sound like I'm dying and huffing and puffing and you probably think you need to call 911 for me. But I hope you enjoy these. I love these little nuggets, this this little time where I'm like, okay, God, I want to know more. So until next time, speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect as we walk with the word. So until next time, much agape everybody.